Oh boy, here we go for the big old hump day. Spectacular. It is the Stretch Show. Thank you for listening to us here on your home of Moto Rock Extreme, the only 24-7 motocross rock and roll radio station on the planet. And we will bring you moto updates every hour, right around the bottom of the hour when we do that, every single hour, 24 hours a day. And then stupid stuff. That's what I do. I am here 3 a.m. until noon Pacific, Monday through Friday. And I bring you all kinds of nonsensical babble. For instance, today, I'm going to come back with a stellar interview with my friend Kenny Roxon coming up in moments. Kenny Roxon getting on the podium for the second race in a row, kind of getting dialed in right about the same time Justin Barsha is. And I tell you that that fight between Barsha and Roxon for four or five in the championship points is more interesting to me than one, two, and three at this point. And Eli's amazing to watch, and he's got the red plate. He tends to be stingy with it and not give it back. Cooper Webb, as awesome as he is and as much of a grinder as he is, is you know that's an uphill battle to chase down Eli Tomac. Ask Chase Sexton. He tried to do it all summer last summer. It just is very, very hard to do. So that's kind of is what it is, the one, two, three for right now, unless someone gets hurt. That should change. But, man, that 4-5 battle with Roxon and Barsha is spectacular to watch. And we got Personality Plus with Barsha and Roxon and I got both of them on the show today. We got Roxon coming up next, and then we'll have Justin Barsha in the middle of the show. If you missed that from uh, yesterday. No, I'm sorry. I won't have Barsha on the show today. I'm going to run Eli Tomac back. I ran Barsha back already. So it'll be Eli Tomac in the middle of the show. And Eli is the man. So we got him and Kenny on there. By the way, did you know these dudes? I saw a story as they were hyping up everything. Barsha and Eli first raced each other 20 years ago. Barsha's 33. uh, Eli is 30. They're both now married. They got their own kids, and they are still racing each other at the highest of high levels. But 20 years ago, those guys were racing each other on 85s. (laughs) As crazy as that. At Loretta Lynn's. So, man, it is fun to watch these guys still battle it out, and and I I can't wait. Now, besides Moto, we have got a bunch of other weird stories to talk about today. Let's see. I have a little bit of a UFO story, and I'm going to combine a couple. I got a UFO story. The Pentagon released a video again that they're investigating. They don't know what it is. And I saw it and go, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. And then I watched it and went, nope, that's not what that is. We'll get into an interesting video, and it's over Florida. What the Florida today is a UFO story. And then also a guy, uh, a a high-ranking general, is giving us a warning about uh, UFO-y type stuff. Even though it's not UFO-y stuff, it's definitely chicken-to-China stuff, but it involves outer space. Uh, I got a guy that got popped with the heroin. He had a really good excuse. I like it when that happens. Got a guy that... uh, was just, you know, one of those dumbasses that drove through a crowd of people and through a store. Only now they did like, uh, I guess, the black box of the car. If it's a modern vehicle, they can do that. Yeah, he's up on murder charges now, so we'll get into that. Don't do dumbassery and lie about it and uh, not think your car is going to dime you out. Also, I have a story about a new way to catch gonorrhea that they didn't think was really doable before, but now it's happening. 
I got a great story about some tequila that was coming up from the border. And, you know, nothing really good comes up from the Mexican border uh, that is illegal. There's a lot of illegal stuff that comes up through the Mexican border. A lot of bad things. And this is one of those. And you're like, tequila is not bad, Stretch. Tequila is my friend. No, not this tequila. It is not your friend. It is not your friend. So I have all of that to talk about, plus the Moto Minutes, plus the entertainment. Good entertainment uh, hit today with uh, a little clip in there from uh, Travis Barker, Blink-182, speaking of UFOs and Tom DeLonge tied all together. But up next, let's uh, drop it like it's hot, get into a little Kenny Roxon on that Suzuki. The only bike you could spot in the mud with that bright yellow plastics. They shine through the mud. We'll talk to him next. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with a dude on the podium for the second week in a row, and I tell you, a hell of a night tonight. It is Kenny Roxon from that Progressive HEP Suzuki team, and Kenny, congratulations on another great effort. Uh, how do you even get ready for something like this? It was a great day until it wasn't. It starts pouring. You see the track's not covered. It seems like they're going to cancel. Then they're like, nope, guys, back on the bikes. Get out there. Like, how do you get through even like that gate drop, that first lap? Like, what's going through your mind when you are going to race a situation like this, which is very uncommon for you guys here in Supercross? Help. I held on for dear life, and we just went for it. I mean, you know, there's no parade lap, no nothing. And honestly, yeah. it's like what Justin said. I stay pretty relaxed throughout this whole thing because that is just okay. stuff that's out of your control. And, uh, okay. of course, you got to stay ready. And um, I wanted to make sure that I enjoy this because anything can happen. It can really play in your favor or it yeah. can be the total opposite. So you just got to roll with it. And then once I saw – I grabbed a really good start. Um, I just had my body kind of up and, and took off. Chase yeah. did too. Uh, Justin did too. And then you kind of – what made this tricky is that it's so hard pack underneath that the bike actually sometimes accidentally like hooked up like crazy. So right. definitely it took some getting used to, um, but I actually thought in the beginning it was super rideable compared to the end. I mean, the ruts just got deeper and it was a lot sloppier, plywood and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I saw at one point you really seriously cased that jump at the, uh, at the finish line. And that was a gnarly one. I know many people by the end, yourself included, were just rolling that. But walk us through that scary moment where you cased that really hard. I mean, the finish line jumped me pretty much. That's, that's how bad it was. I mean, in the air, I literally was expecting my hands to rip off my handlebars. And I was going to land um, on the other takeoff. And I held on for dear life. So that was good. But that did really mess up my goggles. I mean, all my sweat just went in there and I don't even know it, I had to take my goggles off and as soon as I did too um, Dino Wilson he crashed right in front of me and he laid oh, it man. over and held the bike wide open and it roosted me straight oh. into my eyes so I had a man. huge clod right here I've been messing with my eye the whole time yeah. so that was that was frustrating because I you know in these conditions you want you want to at least be able to see but that was uh, uh, tough there for a little bit yeah and uh, yeah that case was was brutal. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, Kitty, serious question right here. You guys lapped all the way back to number four. Like fourth place was the last guy to not get lapped in this race. So you were in that pack of the front riders. You guys had a huge lead. Was there ever a thought in your mind to maybe pull off the track, get another set of goggles and get back out there after that incident happened with Dino and your goggles and getting all the junk in your eye? Um, no, that was actually not in my mind at all. Okay. Um, I didn't really know. I mean, I saw we had no pit boards, right? I saw my oh, mechanic yeah. show me yeah, towards yeah. the end that I had a huge gap, but yeah. um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that was seriously not on my mind. I was trying to make it through, and honestly, it was actually it was not me at all. It's more the other writers that uh, when it got really tough because. Um, a lot of the lines, we, we go to the inside or we just had a couple of ruts that everybody was using. So it's not like I could have completely gone out of that way. And I just tried um, the best I can to yeah. close my eyes. And um, wow. Um, yeah. And but at first and foremost, once uh, Dean crashed and, and it did hit me in the eye, it took yeah. me like two. La I, would, I even actually took my muddy ass hand and kind of just went like that because yeah. I, it felt like I had a full-on gravel pit in my eye and uh, yeah um, so I just tried to make it through after that I, I really struggled just couldn't really see my my grips were so wet the seat I don't know I just didn't want to case any jumps anymore and I just was putting around I, I kind of <laughs> fell apart part a little oh, bit wow. in the end but um you know that's part of this game and and, and yeah. the conditions like that you know it, it can it can just ruin it but Still stoked to be on the podium, though. Absolutely. And speaking of being on the podium, second week in a row on the podium, I know after Indy you talked about, hey, this is a really, really tough business to get a win, and they're you know, sometimes few and far between, and you weren't expecting them to start rattling off after that Indy win. But now we're, you know, there's some consistency building. You're getting on the podium. Are you getting back to thinking you can get another win here before the season's over? Um... I just podiums. That's okay. that's my goal every every right. time we go. And I know that was a bit of a thin streak there for a bit. Like I, I wasn't anywhere near the podium for a few races, but it seems yeah. like in the second half we kept tweaking with the bike and we just keep hitting that spot on. Once you have a base setting, you you can make a little change and it's either better or not. So it's a lot yeah. easier to kind of direct where you want to go. So yeah. that helped out a lot. We even made a little change coming into this weekend, which I really liked. That was great. Um, and then, of course, with the mud, it's like I said, it can work against you, it can work with you. And uh, we were just solid tonight. I have to really give it up to the team, actually, because I, I never even adjusted my clutch or wow. um, anything like that. The bike held strong, and um, I just felt felt pretty good out there. And of course, we all yo-yo a little bit, and, and sometimes we, you know, towards the end of the ride, I was starting to ride worse just because I did crash, and my my uh, I tried to get the I buried it in the mud, like it was yeah. like suction cup to the ground and <laughs> I kept holding on to the clutch and to my throttle to try and, and uh, pick it up while well, my yeah. throttle was in the mud but I was trying to pick it up but I almost couldn't get it up and uh, that's not wrong, but I almost couldn't get the bike up and um, I just wanted to hold on to the clutch because you know how uh, how it is out there it's uh, not electric start so <laughs> I just held on to it and uh, we made it happen that's all that matters absolutely uh, you know what Kitty speaking of your team and uh, seems like you guys are having a lot of fun out there. Seems like you've got a new spring in your step this season, being on this new uh, Suzuki team. And, and how's that going? And where are you at, like mentally, as we get you know this deep into the Supercross season? Absolutely, I'm I'm truly loving it. Um, when I first came on the team, to to even just now, how everybody yeah. pulls on the same string and. The environment, I don't know, every weekend it doesn't feel like I have to be here or, or there's any like weirdness going on. We literally okay. all work together and, and we make good bike changes and I have to give it up to Matt, to our suspension guy. We have, uh, with the little amount of time that we always have in between the races, yeah. he's, um, he's done a really great job uh, to set the bike up. I think we keep making steps forward and um, I, the change that, we, that I made even coming into this weekend too was, was super good and we just keep improving and improving and I wish I wish I would have had more time in the beginning of the season to just be there a little bit earlier, but yeah. for what it's worth, you know, we, we keep getting on the podium here towards the later stages. And um, also my teammates are super rad. Every single one of them, it's a super fun environment and uh, everybody works together too. Same when it comes to settings, we just, uh, we're all an open book to each other and uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's a true team. All right. Well, it's fun to watch. Congratulations on another podium here in New Jersey. Can't wait to see if you get it back on the box three weeks in a row when we head into Nashville next week. Congratulations. And we'll talk to you soon, Kenny. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extremes. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Remember last week I told you about a young up-and-coming motocross rider named Amari Arnold who had been diagnosed with brain cancer and it seemed like everyone in the industry was getting the word out to help the family raise money and to get ready to battle this with them. Well, here is an update on Amari's condition. They say they went in to surgery with two neurosurgeons and typically pediatric brain tumors and cancers are not common and the size of the mass had them set up for the absolute worst news possible. And when they got inside, the surgeons and the family are now claiming it is a miracle. They found this to be the lowest grade of cancer, which means the tumor was benign. And they believe it is a miracle from God above and thank everyone for their positive prayers and thoughts and for helping out with raising money. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show. God, I just had an idea to do something horrible, and I think I am going to... I had Buzz coming to town. I think I'm going to have Buzz go ahead and come to town, and I think uh, I'm going to put him and Moto Man to work with my new idea, which is sheer awfulness. What could go wrong? But we are going to do this. (laughs) Oh, man, I got a good idea, Moto. Get ready. Right now, let's talk about UFOs, one of my favorite topics here on the big old stretch show on this hump day. Let's get into this one. I looked at this video and I'm like, this is released by the Pentagon. This is stupid. And it is a viral video that is uh, among 650 UFO reports that the Pentagon is actively investigating. Remember this guy, Kirkpatrick, who does not look like he is the most comfortable in his skin when he gets up there in front of Congress and starts having to lie to him. Oh, yeah, we have no idea. There's no proof at all of anything extraterrestrial or off-planet. Yeah, really? Really? Because there's something that's definitely different. There's definitely things in the sky doing things that no human can fathom or comprehend on how they're doing it. I'd say that's off-planet or interdimensional or something, and this guy just sits there and lies to his ass. Because he's from the Pentagon, and they're professional effing liars is what they are. But in this video that's released, one of the ones being investigated, they're like, it's UFOs over Florida. You're like, damn, that's all we need. All the craziness in Florida, all the gnarliness in Florida. Now we're going to add some UFOs in the mix. And in this video, as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, dumbasses, that's just falling sky debris. You're in Florida where they launch everything in the world up into outer space from just about. And it clearly is something falling from the sky in like two big bright orange burning fireballs that are flying parallel to one another and they're moving at a rapid speed and they're coming downward across the horizon they're at an incredibly high altitude though and i'm about to click off of it when suddenly they turn falling to space debris doesn't turn it doesn't turn and make a 90 degree turn and go straight up at that point and then vanish for a second and then do a loop-de-loop and then go back the direction it was going and then change directions again yeah, the, the laws of gravity and physics, that that can't happen. So if something's falling to gravity, it's going to fall in a straight line coming down. 
and it's not going to be able to change directions like that. So I don't know what the hell these are. This is one of those ones where they're going to say, yeah, we have this. We've got no further evidence of the anything. We don't know what it is, and it's unknown. And they're going to dismiss it because, well, they have to dismiss it because it's an effing UFO is what it is. It's two UFOs. Unidentified flying object, exactly what it is. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. When falling space debris starts changing directions, crap's getting weird. I know it's Florida, but that's still weird even for Florida. Uh, then let's get into this other story. It's not alien or UFO at all, but it is a massive general who is uh, speaking out and he's going, hey guys, like, get ready for the battle for Earth to start taking place in outer space. He said this at a symposium in Colorado Springs this week, and his message is this, we are in a new era of space activity. The threats that we face to our in-orbit capabilities from our strategic competitors, aka China and Russia, is real. And imagine this, they could take out all communications for not only your cell phone and your Netflix, which would be devastating, I know, but for our military. They go up there and start popping satellites out of the sky and crap's going to hit the fan. And if they're the ones doing it, it's going to be a surprise. We're not going to know it's coming and we're effed. And they will easily do it. I anticipate at some point Russia trying to do something to the Starlink because they are not happy about the Ukraine having internet. They thought they were going to go in and cut them off to the world. And because of Starlink satellites, they're not able to do that and they are not happy about it. And Elon Musk has just been giving it to people over there and sticking it up at Vladimir Putin's butt. So this guy says, we want to make sure that our thinking about our processes and procedures is different than it is right now. And this guy is very concerned about the battle with our enemies taking place in outer space, not here on the ground so much. Very, very true. Things to think about. All right, coming up next, I'll tell you about bad tequila. I know that sounds horrible. Coming up from the Mexican border, it got stopped. Bad tequila. It's the Big 49. The Man Urge. Report. Remember the band Crazy Town? They actually put on a hell of a show. We saw them last year, and they were freaking great. Well, they had a not-so-good show in the Carolinas over the weekend, at which point Shifty Shellshock, he's the singer, he didn't even show up, and so they had to put one of the other guys on vocals, and it kind of all went to hell. Shifty showed up at the end of the set, and then him and Bobby from the band beat the living crap out of each other. They got into a huge argument backstage. They were accusing one another of stealing from the band, and they beat the hell out of each other, and now I guess everything's fine, and they're going to continue on with their shows coming up this week, even though they got black eyes and stuff because they did knock the snot out of each other. Gotta love it when a beverage knows how to spot-on market their product, I guess, and that's our friends at Liquid Death, which is a great beverage that we absolutely love here at the 49, and they've got a new commercial featuring Blink-182's Travis Barker, and he gives them a lot of credit for his success. Check it out. How did I marry the woman of my dreams? How have I had such a successful career in music? I use liquid death mountain water in my Thanks to my new signature Enema the State collectible enema kit, 
I've been able to turn my dreams into reality. And for the record, Travis is naked throughout this entire commercial with his junk blurred out. It's a pretty good one. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Authorities in Louisiana have issued an arrest warrant for Nate Diaz after he choked a dude out in a street fight over the weekend. Now, Nate claims to his lawyer that the entire thing was in self-defense and that the bigger guy was definitely the aggressor. The guy, by the way, that he choked out was a Jake Paul, I don't know, impersonator or doppelganger, but everyone thought forever, including us, that it was Jake Paul he had choked out, and in fact, it was not. But now there are legal issues, and Nate has an arrest warrant for him in Louisiana. We'll see how this goes. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is a stretch show. It is time to talk about a wonderful beverage. It is called tequila. And only true tequila comes from Mexico. A lot of bad things come up from the Mexican border. Fentanyl. Um, meth. A lot of illegal marijuana. A lot of cocaine. A lot of bad things come up there. But you know what's not bad? Tequila. Or is it? That's right, they can even screw up tequila, these people down there. Yeah, I got a bunch of tequila coming up across the border. Well, this wasn't coming up across the border. This was coming on a boat. In fact, it was the Mexican Navy. They were out there cruising around, drinking some cervezas, and they intercepted a little uh, package, 11,520 bottles of tequila. Now imagine, you're like, this is a gift from God. You're in the Mexican Navy, you're out in a boat out at sea, and then all of a sudden you roll up and you seize a 10-ton package of tequila. 10 tons of tequila. Like, oh, thank you, God. We have been given a, a message from God, and it's time to party on this Mexican Navy ship. But no, it is not tequila in the tequila bottles. Oh, no, 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 no. These glass bottles of tequila were filled with a brownish liquid. And they say it looked like tequila. And you know when they cracked open a bottle to drink it and a guy dropped over dead, that they were like, hey, that's not good tequila. That's exactly what they said. Let me tell you, what do you think it was? What do you think it was? Come on. I know you're thinking fentanyl because that's like the buzzword right now. But that's not what it was. No, it was not. Better. It was liquid meth. It was 19,000 pounds of liquid meth. Maybe they were sending it to the Riverside Sheriff so they could give it away to drug dealers. I'm just kidding. I kid because I love Riverside Sheriffs. Don't pull over Moto Man when you see him driving on his Honda 70. And if you do, do not check his backpack. I'm just saying. Moto Man loves the Riverside Popo. So do I. This is a bad story. This is just bad. That's a bad look. You gave away 60 pounds of meth to a drug dealer last week and he let him escape. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know it wasn't you street patrol officers. You guys are out there just doing the Lord's work. It was your undercover narc officers. I mean, bad look. Bad look. Anyway. Shout out to the Mexican Navy. And their drunken stupor wandering around at sea. They picked up 19,000 pounds of meth, which they thought was tequila. They say if, uh, let's say these bottles would have made it to America that someone could have, uh, you know, drank that and it might have been really, really bad. You don't want to drink straight, straight up bottle of liquid methamphetamine. 19,000 pounds of liquid meth. Yeah. 
They say Mexico is the world's only producer of authentic tequila, of which this was not. They think this was maybe gringo tequila coming up. Maybe it was Americans trying to ship bad stuff down to Mexico for once. They're like, hey, what is this? It's like the, the butthole on your girl. She's like, no, no, no. This is a one-way do not enter. We send bad stuff to you. You do not send bad stuff back. No, and the pucker ring is tightened. So that's what Mexico's like in the United States. It's funny to see. But shout out to the Mexican Navy for stopping the massive meth shipment. 19,000 pounds of liquid meth. Wow. All right, coming up next, I'll tell you how your car could get you in trouble if you drive like a douche. It's the Big 49. Ha-ha! Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. With all the craziness that was the main events going on at the Supercross in New Jersey on Saturday, we lost focus of a lot of storylines, one of them being Aaron Plessinger. We know he had a crash earlier in the day. It was announced before the main events happened that he was not going to be racing that night. And usually at this point in the season, when these guys get hurt and they're not in the championship hunt, you hear them say, all right, we'll see you at Outdoor, and they phone it in. But not AP. We got this update from him yesterday on the Instagram. Just uh, kind of dealing with the soreness right now, and and uh, I'll see where it leads from here. Um, but, yeah, I just figured I'd uh, give you guys an update and uh, let you guys know that I'm all right, not hurt, and uh, hopefully we'll be racing this weekend. Yeah. And that right there is one of your fan favorites of the entire Supercross circuit, Aaron Plessinger. And it looks like we'll see him in Nashville if he's not too banged up. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Happy hump day. It's the Stretch Re coming at you on Monday through Friday, 3 a.m. till noon Pacific. It's a long day. Every day's a long day. But you got to keep on grinding. Keep on grinding. Shout out uh, to the family of the little moto kid. I, I got into moto minute today. But I, it, it, sometimes you see a story and you're like, dude, we all needed that. That, that was a good story. That, that little kid named Amari Arnold had a brain cancer. And they were doing fundraisers for him. And the family was, you know, expecting the best. They had surgery. And they found out the tumor to be benign, which surprised everyone. And they're calling it a miracle from the Lord. So shout out to that family. I'm glad your prayers were answered and hopefully uh, young Amari gets back on the bike and back out to a normal life sooner rather than later. That was wonderful news. And that was all over the moto industry. I saw that all over social media from all kinds of riders and moto companies. So very, very cool to see that. All right, right now I'm going to tell you about a guy who's a bad man. He's in bad trouble now. We found out he was... A worse man than we thought. This happened uh, a while ago. The guy, I remember it, he drove his SUV into an Apple store in Hingham, Massachusetts, killed one person and injured 22 other people. And happened in November of last year. His name was Bradley Rain. He's 53 years old. Crashed through the store glass, uh, one across the sales floor, slammed into the rear wall of the store struck and killed a 65-year-old construction worker who was in his way and ran over countless other people. A lot of really bad injuries, and they've been investigating this ever since. Well, now he was driving a more modern vehicle, and as of yesterday, they now have charged uh, Mr. Rain with murder. They say 
one count of reckless homicide by motor vehicle. And you're like, what, what's that? And remember, they pulled him, they got him out of the car, and he's like, oh my God, I was hitting the brakes and hitting the brakes, and it wouldn't stop, and I went through. Well, now after they got into what's basically, let's just call it the black box of a vehicle, uh, they determined he lied. He never touched the brakes. In fact, in the five seconds leading up to the crash, he was on the accelerator to get it to 60 miles an hour to go through the store. And he's like, I don't know what was happening. I was hitting the brakes and it wouldn't stop. No, no, no. You had it floored and you were going 60 miles an hour and you never touched the brakes and your car just ratted you out, you rat bastard. And now you went from what probably was uh, accidental uh, death, which they wouldn't, they might put you in jail for it, for manslaughter. You get three, four years for manslaughter. But typically look at it as, wow, that was a horrible accident. You're the owner and you were behind the wheel, so you are responsible. But at the same time, it's they're not throwing the book at you. Now that it's straight up homicide, this guy's gonna do a lot of time in jail, and they're gonna now you're asking yourself why. He's already pled guilty or not guilty to the new charge, and he's under additional monitoring and stuff now because now he went from being a guy that had a horrible car accident to an effing murderer. And this is all thanks to the information they got from his car in their investigation. Yeah. Say the electronic data downloaded from the SUV showed in the five seconds leading up to the crash, Mr. Rain's vehicle accelerated to 60 miles per hour, and there was no indication of any brake application at all during that five-second period of him driving and smashing through the store until the vehicle had an impact. Because the car knows everything that happened. The cars have a black box on them now. They can pull that out. No mechanical defects on the vehicle. And nothing that could have contributed to this crash of his car suddenly just accelerating to 60 miles an hour. And it had no hack on it. There was nothing. Deal was this dude was somehow pissed and just decided to drive his car through the freaking front of the Apple store at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, he's now being monitored with GPS tracking devices in order to surrender his passport as the charges have been elevated. He's also ordered not to leave the state without approval and told he cannot possess any weapons or operate any motor vehicle. And he is out on $100,000 bail. Back in court June 21st. So there you go. If you're going to drive like a douche and kill people, uh, your car's probably going to rat you out now. Smart car, they call it. That's what happens. All right, coming up next, I'm going to tell you why you don't want to kiss Moto Man. Not because he swears like a sailor. No, that would be me. Uh, because, well, I just, it's not a good idea, this why. STDs. Tell you something that they're telling us now that they never told us before. It's like a super gonorrhea. Ah, spoiler alert. It's the big 49. The Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ Alright, it's time for all of us to start calling Jason at HYR on the regular Going, dude, do you have one yet? Dude, do you have one yet? Because Stark Future just announced that they have sent The first shipment of Stark Vargs out They have been shipped from their factory in Barcelona This is a big, big deal for a company That has a lot of hype on them to be the ultimate e-bike of the future and people are stoked on this thing so they've been shipped they will start arriving in stores i imagine shortly so it's time to call jason hey jason hyr 
You got that Varg yet? Can I come down to see the bike yet? Hey, Jason, do you have the bike yet? That's going to be me and Moto for the next few weeks. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a stretch show on a hump day. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. Please tell uh, 37 friends, exactly 37 friends. That is the homework assignment today. Not one, not two, 37 today. That is our homework assignment for all Big 49 listeners. Yeah, you know you know the, uh, yeah, I got here to tell you about Big 49, thebig49.com. Yeah, listen to it. Click, hey, Grandma, listen to thebig49.com. Hey, Uncle Willie. Yeah, put your put your pants on. Uh, yeah, listen to the big49.com. That's what you gotta do. That's what I need. I need that. Gotta grow this thing. Gotta get it bigger and better. We gotta keep increasing our reach. And, and by the way, our plans for the big 49 to grow it, and there's a lot of plans in the very immediate future to grow this thing quickly. But uh, budgetly, as it grows, we will extend our moto. We will probably... Ultimately, we want to have a traveling broadcast person with the supercross and motocross that goes around the world and does what we do on saturdays and it might be us i may stop doing the stretch show put another morning show on and just go follow moto around the world may become the endless uh life of moto here for myself and the moto man i don't know we'll see who goes take jason we'll take kyle but kyle do dumb things and like start fights and stuff and be like kyle what are you doing knock it off don't be a knucklehead, Kyle. What are you doing? Yeah, so we got to watch it. I don't know. We'll see. See what we do. We're going to grow it. We're going to branch out. We're going to get uh, bigger and deeper into the moto world. We promise you that. And become way more politically active in this very important time for our sport and our passion. And that is as California has waged all-out war against motorcycles and off-road riding and all kinds of stuff. We're going to be as politically active as we can to combat that and tell you how you can do it and that's once again we just gotta grow it gotta get it bigger so thank you guys for hearing me out now let's get into my story here of why if you see moto man you might not want to kiss him on the mouth apparently experts are warning that gonorrhea the old venereal disease the old clapatola can now be transmitted through kissing for decades, it was thought it was only through uh, bumping uglies that you could get the clap. But now, a team out of Melbourne, oh, good day, Melbourne. Uh, they say, no, no, no. We have changed that advice, and that is no longer the issue. We think it is possible to catch gonorrhea from kissing. And they published an article on it, and they say that uh, it's... They found oroforogeno, I can't even say it, was associated with exposure to another partner's mouth through kissing in the saliva. That's the secret. A big sloppy kiss will get you the the freaking gonorrhea. Say a number of pieces of evidence suggest transmission from the oropharynx, the back of the throat, may be more common than previously thought. It can be cultured from saliva, suggesting that the exchange of saliva between individuals who are kissing can transmit gonorrhea. We already have the herpes coming through, people passing around vapes and marijuana cigarettes and all that fun stuff. Now we got, if you kiss somebody, and that used to be a thing, like New Year's Eve, hey, just make out with a stranger next to you. Yeah, now you walk away with gonorrhea. At least gonorrhea can be cured up with some strong antibiotics. The herp cannot. The herp is the gift that keeps on giving forever. 
That's eternal. So there we go. They found that uh, they urged anyone with new or multiple sexual partners to get tested. And they found from January to September of 22, cases were 21% higher than those reported over the same period in 2019. So now they're trying to figure if gonorrhea's just got smart, like we got smart gonorrhea now. They say, but it is definitely on the on the rise and higher than those reported over the same period last three years. So massive gonorrhea infections in the last three years going up, up, up to so much so they now think it is coming to you via kissing. So don't kiss the Moto Man. I'm Stretch, you're welcome. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. The storyline that not many people have been talking about that came out of Saturday night is the crash between Justin Barsha and Chase Sexton. When I say crash, it was more like an old school Justin Barsha gas gas dirty pass that we used to see come from him. And he took Chase Sexton out early in that race when Chase was up front running for another podium. And remember, Chase is still in the championship hunt or was still in the championship hunt. All he had to do was get ahead of Cooper and Eli. Well, that didn't happen after Barsha took him down and no one even really acknowledged it because they were basically racing on a slip and slide. It was the mud out there, but Barsha looked pretty damn good in the mud and under control. I would say more under control than we usually see him on a typical day. So Barsha was doing his thing. He took Sexton down, but remember this. Turnabout's fair play because we've seen Sexton take out Barsha twice this year, including once in Daytona, where it looked like Justin was definitely going to get on the podium and Chase took him down. So all's fair in moto and love and war, whatever they say, but no one's really talking about Chase Sexton's championship hopes now being dashed against the rocks of Justin Barsha on Saturday night. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up. One up. Big 49. This is Stretch Show. You know if I'm playing some Rick Ross, I'm going to be talking about yayo or something. I'm going to be talking about slanging, and that's what I'm going to do. Because every day people are hustling out there in the streets. And this one's out of Florida, so you know it's good. Guy got popped. What happened? He was down in Florida. He was cruising around. His name is Daniel Asensio Barrera. He was 34 years old. Police in Clearwater, Florida pulled him over boop, boop, Thursday night. And they arrested him because, well, he was driving on a, quote, permanently revoked driver's license. That'll get you, that'll get you locked up every time. But while they were searching him, when they were like, hey, Mr. Barrera, why are you uh, driving? Oh, wait a minute. Your driver's license is completely suspended for life. Uh, get out of the car, please. And they arrest him. And then when they're searching him, they're like, so uh, what's this bag in your pocket uh, of a brownish powder? And he says, oh, that's simple. Uh, my family who are in Guatemala, sent it to me. It's chili powder. I really like spicy food. And they said, really? You carry around a bag of chili powder in your pocket, huh? Well, they did not believe Mr. Barrera because by a, he was already driving with a permanently revoked driver's license. So they ran it through and found out it was the heroin. Now I wonder if they're going to go get his mom in Guatemala and be like, hey, you sending your son some heroin? Because that's what we think. Pretty good baggie, too. Large, clear bag, uh, about 30 grams of heroin, which is 
solid amount. So I love the excuses. By the way, here's a little pro tip for you because this just happened to me last night. I uh, apprehended a couple of people or I, I detained a couple of people and I asked them. And by the way, if security person at a certain facility or a law enforcement officer, if they interact with you, chances are they already know what you did or they saw you do something and that's why they're interacting with you. Because you know what I want to do? I want to roll through my 10 hour shift and I want to go home and I don't want to write any reports and I don't want to have to arrest anyone. I damn sure don't want to have to fight with anyone or have a scuffle with anyone. I just want to live my life in peace. I just want to cruise around. People see me and be like, oh, that guy's going to rouse me. I better be cool. And that's what I want. Be cool. Just see us. Be cool. Just keep your stuff. Don't give us a reason to pull you over, to stop you. Why? An interaction. And these individuals, I observed doing something, and I knew they were not where they should be, and they were doing something they shouldn't be doing. So I rolled up, and you ask a question that you already know the answer to. Hey, what are you doing? And then they start lying. And at that point, you're at that point, you're effed when you start lying. Like when they say, hey, what's this bag? And you say, oh, that is chili powder sent to me from my mom in Guatemala. They know you're lying. And that's when you're in trouble. This guy was already arrested. He was he may as well lie. But most of the time, like I had every intention of, of just telling these people, hey, go away off the property. Don't do this like nothing and it turned into a whole thing and it took up hours of my time because they lied and they continued to lie and when I gave them every option to not lie they continued lying and I finally said and and there was more than one of them and there was one in particular that kept lying and I said you guys all of you are in trouble now because this guy keeps lying to me but tell the truth it'll set you free I'm Stretch it's a little tip it's the big 49 Coming up next, final hour of Stretch Show. Ah, music to my ears, to bro him, Pennywise. Shout out to all the bros out there, all the moto bros, all the rock and roll bros, everybody listens to the Big 49. Even to you bros with vaginas, you know who you are. There's some crazy wild women that like motocross and dig the Big 49. We shout out to you, we salute you. Oh, man. I tried to stay non-political today. I really did. I tried to stay away. I got a story I've been sitting on all week that when I get into it, I know I'm going to scream and yell and rant, and I'm holding back on it. It's coming, though. At some point, it's going to spew out of my mouth like hot venom. By the way, everything I'm seeing online is uh, Fox News is the new Bud Light. They have now stolen the wrath of everyone in the woke world the lashback is now coming to Fox News for firing Tucker Carlson because it's looking like they caved to the woke pressure and fired their main dude and people are not happy about it no one's really defended Don Lemon in fact I saw Rick Ross my buddy every day I'm hustling Rick Ross clowning Don Lemon online made a video offered him a job at his chicken wing place like people are clowning Don Lemon but people are pissed Tucker Carlson got fired yeah, so Fox News is the new place to vent at, I guess. All right. This is going to be... Uh, I got to get on the phone with Moto Man and put my new diabolical plan in order. It's going to create heat, but Buzz will do it. He doesn't care. Buzz got no Fs to give, and if he doesn't do it, I'll take his trailer away. <laughs> that sounds mean. That sounds mean, but you don't know my brother. You don't know my brother. It's not mean at all. 
All right, I'm getting out of here. I thank you all for listening to the Big 49. And we're going to keep doing this and grinding it out and doing what we got to do and taking terrestrial radio and satellite radio right up the keister on our way to the mountaintop. I'll be back tomorrow to do this one more time. Until then, I say God bless you all and God bless the United States of America.